Welcome to Tell Me Your Business. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com and I help energize everyday entrepreneurs to build successful businesses in the margins of what they value. Today's topic is going to be all about storytelling. So the power of storytelling um, in your marketing messages with whatever business that you're running, whether you're doing videos, whether you are doing social media posts, whether you're sending email newsletters, whether you're writing like blog posts on your website, like these things all work together to help your brand and your customer come together and foster clear communication, foster authenticity, engagement, connection. And these are all the things we're looking for, right? Because the more that your customer likes, knows, and trusts your business, the more likely it is that they are going to follow through and actually hire you or um, buy your product or service, whatever it may be. So let's get started. So one of the first times that this concept of being able to tell a story really clicked for me in a very simple way um, was through Russell Brunson, um, who is a guy who owns a company called ClickFunnels. Um, and he talked about basically like his really basic outline for pretty much everything that he does is to call it a hook, a story, and an offer. So with it being that simple, with only being three things, like that's always something that's kind of stuck with me. So maybe in you listening to this, if the whole idea of like storytelling has been a little overwhelming for you, just keeping it really simple down to hook, meaning something that catches the, you know, um, attention of your uh, audience, the story that goes along with it, and then the call to action, the offer, the thing you want them to do. Um, that is kind of like a very simple approach to like remembering this whenever you're creating content. Um, and I know like we talk about telling stories, another person who's really popular in that area of expertise is uh, Donald Miller, who I've mentioned before, and he has a book called Story Brand, where he talks about, you know, being able to express your brand. Um, and I really encourage pretty much anybody who has a small business to put that on your list of books to read, because I think it will help you uh, better understand um, the people that you're working with and, you know, how to really stand out against competition sometimes. So I find that book to be very valuable. So if you haven't added that to your list of business books to read, I would encourage you to do that whether you're doing an audible or you're doing, you know, physical book or your ebook or whatever you do anyway. Um, but I think that his concepts in that book are great, but they can be a little bit harder to implement just because it's a much, it's, it's a, it's a simple concept that he really broadens. Um, and then you kind of have to work backwards after you get broad to bring it back down. <laughs> and so those can be a little tougher. Um, we're talking about like story brand with Donald Miller to like implement in your brain really quickly. So that's why I found that Russell Brunson's approach to that was a little simpler and easier to follow. Uh, so when you're doing this, um, like I said, if this, if this is something that you're creating like a social media post, if you're writing an article, if you're writing an email to your customers or whatever it may be, like you can use these as like a template, basically like a storytelling template to help connect quickly with your audience and call them to action. And this is like a marketing strategy. So once you kind of know, okay, my outline is I kind of need to get them, I need to hook them, get their attention, I need to tell a really compelling story and I need to call them to action then you know you need to fill in the gaps of those specific things. So um, the hook can be pretty much anything like a good, a good, you know, a good headline, um, an interesting photo that makes them kind of stop their scroll, like whatever would just catch their attention. The next piece of that is being able to, uh, when you're trying to tell a story to get somebody in your audience or your customers to take action on something, um, is to really think about like 
what is that you need them to do? And like, what is the most compelling story that kind of goes along with that? Like, what is a story that you know of where someone's problem was solved? And in some cases, you can come up with your own examples in your head of like, you know, people and like what they might run into, because that's kind of what I do when I'm doing, um, you know, my own preparation for the podcast is like, if I'm going to give an example, sometimes, sometimes it's based on people I've worked with in the past. And sometimes just people that pop up in my head. Um, but whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's best if you can use somebody that's in your audience already. So like if you have a customer who has given you feedback or left a testimonial, like some of those can be the most powerful stories that you can tell, right? Because that is an actual customer who was happy. Um, and a lot of times your customers within their testimonials or what they're like raving reviews will, will give a hint at or actually blatantly express their problem. Um, the problem they were facing and how you or your com- company or your product or your service solve that problem for them. So if you're looking for somewhere to start, testimonials can be a great place to go. And if you're like, well, I don't really have any testimonials. If you've got customers, be sure that you just reach out, like especially if you have happy customers. If you have people who like, know, and trust you, it's not a big deal for you to reach out and say, hey, like, you know, you you responded to this email and told me, hey, like I enjoyed my product, but you know, would you be willing to expand and tell me your story or like how this worked for you? And if so, can I share this? Um, so that's one simple way to kind of get started and let somebody else actually write the story for you. Uh, because those customer testimonials usually are stories within themselves. And when we think about telling a story, you know, pretty much everything needs a beginning, middle and end. And the end is hopefully a satisfied customer who had their problem solved. Um, a key aspect of being able to write, you know, these compelling stories is making sure that you're using emotion. Uh, emotions are really powerful in helping people make decisions or make changes. Um, and if you can get your marketing message to invoke some emotion in the person who's watching it or reading it or listening to it, then they're going to be connected to you. And that connection creates like, no, and trust, which is the golden nugget, the golden egg that we're all looking for. Um, you can achieve this through empathy. You can achieve that through humor, inspiration. You can do suspense. Like there's so many ways that you can do that uh, when you're trying to get your audience to emotionally connect with what you're doing. Um, and sometimes I find that like as long as like you don't you don't have to push this or like force this. Like if you have especially like with your customer testimonials, I mean that's their story. Like they're telling their own story. So there's going to be emotion in that anyway. Um, but these are the things you want to think about, like when you're telling a story and you might think to yourself, well, I have like a lawn care company or like I have uh, a cleaning company or something like that. Like, how do I actually inject emotion? And that is what leads me to my next point, which is you really have to know your audience right out of the gate. You have to know their needs, their desires, their pain points, their values, and then be able to tailor that story to wrap around that and to be able to connect with that. Um, it's almost like you have to put yourself in the shoes of your customer. So if you don't have customer testimonials and you're trying to advertise something that you're doing, you may need to just put yourself in your customer's shoes and try to see the world through their perspective. So let's say you have a cleaning company. Um, For me, I would take a step back and say, okay, let me think about my main customer. So my main customer is busy working families who don't have time to maintain their home themselves. This will just be an example. Um, And therefore, they need us to come in and make sure that their house is clean so while they're working all day, they can come home to a clean house. They value having a clean home. They value organization for their peace of mind. 
Um, they value cleanliness so that they're not stressed out when they get home from their already stressful job. Like these are all the things you start to kind of unpack and you can write these things down and these are the pain points and these are the things you want to start hitting in your messaging. So you might say, hey, you know, Sarah is a like busy working mom. She's got three kids. When she gets home, the last thing she wants to do after a long day of like working at this office and building her career is to have to pick up after the three kids who have, again, destroyed the kitchen or whatever. Like she doesn't want to go in the kitchen barefoot and step all over um, goldfish. I don't know. There's like different things you can think about where your customer is struggling um, and what their frustrations are and build those into that story. And then you can say, okay, so like, so in this case, if you have a cleaning company, you might say, okay, my hook is going to be a picture of a mom who is like in a suit, but is like in distress or something, something that might possibly stop the scroll of the people who are, you know, going through social media. And then you can say in your actual text, um, or even in the video or whatever you're making, you could say, are you like Sarah? Sarah feels very frustrated every day when she gets home because she's worked hard all day. She's exhausted. And she really just wants to sit down and hang out with her kids and watch TV or play a game with her kids. But instead, she's pulled in all these directions because her house is filthy um, and she just does not have time for the things she values most. And that's where we come in. We come in and we will clean your house while you're at work. And when you come home, you will come home to a fresh, clean, restful place where you can spend time with your kids. So you can kind of see how, I mean, that's a rough draft of the story, but you can kind of see how you start to connect emotions. You start thinking about what the person really values and what they want and being able to communicate that. And then the people who are watching that who say, oh my gosh, like this is me. This is exactly how I feel. It's like you have a camera in my living room. I think that's one of the the best testimonials I've ever had um, when it comes to like customers is Like, that's how I know that I know my audience is when I start getting emails from people, either for Thrifty Little Mom or for Community Consulting, where they're like, I feel like you have a camera in my house and it's a little bit creepy. Like, I can't believe you know these things, right? So we're getting down to a level of like talking about people's problems, almost like a creepy level. You know, that's, that's where, you know, you're really hitting pain points. And if you say to yourself, like, again, Kim, like, I hear what you're saying. I have the small business, but this kind of stuff is like the marketing side of things and not what I do best. Like what I do best is like making houses look immaculate or like what I do best is making people's lawns, like make their neighbors jealous or like whatever it may be. My best thing is me being in the actual trenches that's cool. That's why you can hire, you know, a company to do the marketing for you. But if you don't have a budget for that, you can learn these simple tools. Um, you can teach these simple tools to, you know, somebody that you hire to contract. You could have a virtual assistant who does these things for you. So I want to interject this here to say, like, if you're not a DIY person, it's still a good idea for you to understand these concepts because when you go to communicate with a person who's going to do it for you, you want to be able to help them understand your customer as much as you understand your customer. So even if you end up like hearing this episode and instead of applying it for yourself, you, you know, hand it out to somebody else, you still need to understand these concepts to be able to help them help you help yourself. (laughs) Okay. So the next piece of that beyond just injecting emotion, understanding your audience is really trying to use strong, vivid language. So being able to paint a picture with the words that you're using. And I kind of did that in my illustration. And some of that happens with 
really being able to describe a situation that makes it come alive, right? Where you say, you know, she's tired, she gets home, there's like, there's like milk all over the table and there's like goldfish like smash into the rug and she just does not have the energy to fix it or whatever. So she just wants to go hide in her room where she doesn't have to deal with all of this. Do you see how you paint this like vivid picture of like, here's the messes and which are the things she doesn't want to deal with. Um, and pretty much any, anybody who has a business can figure these things out. Like, because your product or your service does solve a problem. And so you just put yourself in the middle of that person's actual problem. Like if you have a lawn care service, you can say like, you know, George and Betty have a party they're doing this weekend. They haven't had time to touch their lawn. They kill every plant they touch anyway or whatever. And you start to like build in these connections, emotions, and paint these pictures of, you know, their grass is overgrown here. You know, they're whatever, like you're just painting these very specific pictures so that anybody who's reading or listening um, can be like, okay, yeah, I connect with that. Like that makes sense and they can see it in their head and, and connect with it. Okay, next up is about authenticity. So even if you have to come up with an example for a story, which people in education do all the time, um, and you don't have like a real testimonial, as long as you're not like, this is a real testimonial, like when you're making it up, like, then you're staying authentic. And authenticity is also just being genuine. And like sometimes not being afraid to be vulnerable sometimes in the stories that you tell. Um, you can share real experiences. We talked about customer testimonials as real experiences. Maybe behind the scenes moments. Maybe situations where you as the business owner understand their problem and that's why you started doing what you did because you had this issue that you solved for yourself and now you solve it for other people. So there's a story in there somewhere. It could be your story. It could be your customer story. It could be an example of somebody else. But in the end of the day, like just keep it authentic um, and genuine. And that will be like people will pick up on that. The next thing that's really important is simple and concise. So I think this would be one area where especially my like more detail oriented people or my more writers types, they will get long winded. And so these messages will get too long um, and you'll lose your customer. Like you've only got a few seconds. So that's why I really like uh, Russell Brunson's approach to the hook um, story and offer, because that's something I can say in my brain really quickly. So even if I'm doing a Facebook post or I'm doing a live um, or if I'm typing up something really quick, I just say hook story offer, hook story offer. And I try to hit those three things as quickly as possible. Um, and sometimes like, you know, they can be a little bit longer depending on what it is. Like sometimes in an email, you can go a little bit longer, but in general, the more concise you keep it and quicker you hit those pain points and things, the, the better you are going to be able to get people to the actual call to action. So that's key. Um, incorporate visuals if you can. That can be something that could be very helpful if you are going to be doing storytelling. Like anytime you can add images or videos or infographics, anything like that um, that can help convey emotion or make it more engaging can be good. And in some cases you can't do that. But like if I'm writing an email, I'll often limit the number of photos where like or gifts or something that I put in the email. But I put them in there because there's some sort of like visual guide, um, visual representation of what's going on. Next is do not forget the most important piece of this is the call to action. So after you have got everybody's attention and you've got them connecting with you, you've got to tell them what to do next. Because if you don't, then all you've done is just give them a story and they're connecting with you, but they don't know what to do with that emotion. They don't know what to do with the next step. They don't know what you want them to do. So you have to tell them what to do. You have to do it clearly. Um, so it might be like if you, 
understand Sarah's pain, you know, click this button and I'll give you a guide on how to do this or whatever. Um, or it might be, you know, book our services today or get a, um, like your call to action might be book a consultation or book an estimate or whatever it may be. But don't forget that call to action because that's like the most important thing. So hook, story, offer. Offer equals call to action. Same thing. And then the last thing is, you know, like I said earlier, like if you're new to marketing and a lot of this feels hard to you, um, and I'm doing my best to kind of break this stuff down into bite-sized pieces, like with the hook, story, offer concept that I learned from Russell Brunson, um, the key at the end of the day is to know that it will take you time to get used to this. Like you won't be good at it the first few times you try it on your own and um, at some point, like once you've done it a few times, you're going to start to say, okay, now I get it. But you're never going to get it if you never try. So you're never going to learn how to do marketing if you don't start trying to do marketing, even if you're doing it bad, <laughs> even if it's not great, because at least you're trying and at least you're practicing because you will not get better unless you practice um, personally. So, uh, and because you need to practice, that also means that you need to be willing to kind of test what's what's working, what's not working, and then pivot, like change it up if you need to. Try different things and see what works well. So, you know, when you're doing some kind of social post, for example, once you do it, um, like let's say you do three or four different testimonials, like customer testimonials with the course of a week that are posts. Look back at your analytics and see like, hey, what was the engagement on this content? Like that I have more comments because people really connected with this, um, that I have more clicks, like what actually happened? And so you can look at those four things and say, okay, well, for whatever reason, this particular example that I gave really connected with this audience and I should use more examples like this because this is clearly like more what my audience is about. So don't be afraid to, you know, get feedback from people, analyze the actual like data that's coming in on the back end of your social or your um, sales platforms or your analytics or like whatever it may be. And that way you can keep working to improve and get the best results you're gonna get from your marketing. Um, so remember that the best marketing stories are those that really create a lasting impression and they really create connection between your brand, your business and the audience you're targeting. Um, and by, by out of the gate, understanding them and what their pain points are and being able to hit those efficiently and effectively and communicate those things, you can really create all kinds of content and advertisements and emails and stuff like that, that really drive engagement, that make your customers feel loyaler to you, that help grow your business, that help grow your sales, like whatever it may be. But this is an important part of that. And not a lot of people know that you can't just like slap up a thing that's like, hey, sale this week. Like we're having a sale this week, this is great. Okay, sale this week, okay. You know, whatever, like find a reason to get them to want to be excited about your sale or the product that's on sale. Like tell some stories about that and like how that product changed people's lives. Like you're going to have to do a little bit more than just post because this is not field of dreams. If you build it, they will not come. <laughs> you're going to have to actually like do marketing. And I am trying to encourage you guys to say like a lot of you who are listening to this don't have to outsource this stuff. If you're a small business, um, you can kind of learn these skills and they can help you in even in everyday sales conversations or whatever. Um, but it is a good skill to learn as a small business owner. And, you know, for the seasons where you may not be able to afford help quite yet, or if you're just like, 
you know, I know I need to learn this. So I'm just going to do it myself, whatever it may be. That's the goal of this lesson for you guys. And I hope you guys have a great week. And um, if you would like to get a printable of the information I talked about today, just head over to um, follow the link in the show notes and that'll take you to the printable that kind of outlines the stuff that we talked about today. So hope you guys have a great week.